Today I'm going to give you some thoughts about where I think the world is heading. And I think we're truly living in historic times. And also I'm going to do some updates on past shows. That's what I'm going to cover in this edition of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today, and I really appreciate you tuning in. And as always, Bob Bierman will be back tomorrow with another great episode of Truth to Ponder. I've truly had a bizarre day today, and I try to record this show as close as I can to the Wednesday air date, and so all of the information is still fresh and relevant. And right before I recorded this, I had to water my cows because I was out in the hay field all day lifting hay, and I was about two hours late getting home, and the cows let me know about it. But as I was out watering my cows, we had a real strange storm that blew through here. It was totally different than what most storms we get, which always means very severe weather. And normally the storms go through here from west to east, and they're pretty easy to track. Well, these were coming from northeast and also straight north, and they were building right here. And the clouds just didn't move. They just kept building and building. And we had about a 90-degree day, and I was out in the heat, humidity, loading hay. And that 90-degree day, it went away within a minute after that really started developing. And we went from like 90 degrees to 65 to 70 degrees just in a matter of minutes. And I looked to the west, and it was still that hot, sunny day behind me. I looked to the north, and the sky was almost black. It was so dark. And we're talking about 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and the sun's still way up in the sky, so the sky was definitely heavy. I looked to the east, and I could see rain about a mile away that must have been blowing horizontally, because you couldn't see very far. You could see the trees bending in the wind, and it almost looked like a heavy snowstorm. It was that heavy of rain. Now, we got rain here, but not quite that heavy. And I looked up above, and there were clouds swirling around, and as they were swirling, the tornado sirens went off in a nearby town, and the wind was just right that I heard them go off. And I'm thinking, this could get really interesting really fast. Then I looked straight east, and all of a sudden, the most beautiful rainbow I've ever seen popped up. And it was one of these magnificent full rainbows, where there was no missing chunks. It was just straight through all the way, straight arc. And the colors were fat and vibrant. And I glanced back over my shoulder to the west, and there was that hot, sunshiny day. Absolutely not a cloud in the sky. Looked north, it was nothing but blackness due to the rain clouds. And then all of a sudden the sun got low enough that it was shooting horizontally across the landscape. And so there was this beautiful golden hue over the trees. Of course, they're all fully leaved and they're green, but there was a golden hue from the sun with the rainbow above and then as you looked another direction just a little bit, you saw the swirling clouds of a possible tornado being formed. And of course, to the north, you had your solid wall of water coming. And we did not get any severe weather, but it was one of the most beautiful storms I've ever seen. 
And there's really no reason for me to tell you the story other than I think that we all need to take the time to live our lives and we need to just sit back and watch God's beauty. I think that's something that we all need to do much more of. Bob Beerman forwards all the emails that he gets that are addressed to me, and I get to read them. And I got an email that he forwarded, and it was concerning the show I did about the lack of work ethic that I'm seeing. And apparently the listener thought that I should have hired one of the people I was talking about. There was a man that kept sitting and waiting and just sitting day after day for hour after hour and just absolutely did nothing. And he was wondering if I went and offered him a job. Well, I want to answer all the questions that I get, and so I'll just answer the short answer is no, I didn't. And the long answer is I have hired people before. But I never have hired people that showed a lack of initiative. Anybody that is not willing to go out and try to get a job on their own, well, I'm not interested in hiring. But that's not to say that I haven't walked up to someone that I saw was very industrious and hired them because I saw their work ethic. And so that was my point of that show was we've lost our work ethic. And I think that we all need to show a work ethic if we're going to try to get ahead in life. And I think the question was asked in the spirit of me not having compassion for this man. And nothing could be further from the truth. I wish him nothing but the best. But you can't confuse charity with hiring someone. If the man would have came over and asked me for the shirt off my back, I definitely would have gave him the shirt off my back. Because that's how I am. But I also know the difference between charity and hiring someone. And when you hire someone, that's a great responsibility, not only to the government and all of the paperwork you have to file and the, the taxes and the withholding and all that, but also on my end, I have to meet payroll. And that's something that I would have a hard time doing. But you cannot hire someone for a day or a week. If you want to give someone a job, you give them a job. And it has to be a secure job that they're actually going to make money and get ahead. And that's something that I just cannot offer. But I do appreciate the question. And I hope that my answer was satisfactory. And I do appreciate you listening to Truth to Ponder and also contacting Truth to Ponder. There was one other thing in this storm that I thought was rather comical. I have a calf that was born about three weeks ago. And I didn't notice the calf, and I'm out watering my cows, I'm standing in the corral, and I'm watching the sky, and I'm just in awe of the sky. It's just beautiful. So I'm staring at the sky, and all of a sudden, there's a little commotion about three feet away from my knees. And so I look down, and here's this calf. He'd walked up to me, and he was staring at me with wonderment and amazement, just like I was staring at the sky. And I know that calf was thinking, what are you and why are you here? And it was the most intense stare I've ever got from an animal. And so everything is perspective. I was staring at the sky in, in amazement, and this young calf was doing the same to me. But you don't tune in to the show to hear about calves and clouds and storms and things. But I do think that there is a storm on the horizon as far as 
the Ukraine conflict, which is a war that has not been declared yet by anybody, which I think is bizarre. But I think that we're living in a time period that is going to be, that's going to go down in history as long as mankind exists on this earth. And if Jesus doesn't come before too long, if it has a chance to get put in the history books, is what I'm trying to say, we are seeing something amazing happening. We're seeing the death of one culture and one, and one set of ideals. And we're seeing the growth of another set of ideals and culture. And I think it's just as profound as the collapse of the Roman Empire. I think we're seeing something in that magnitude. And what we're seeing is the BRICS nations are doing everything in their power to be the anti-West. And what I mean by that is they're trying to do everything in their power to create situations that are more conducive to business than what the West has done for the last several generations. And one thing the BRICS nations have done is they've put their currency on a gold standard. And since the currency is backed by gold, and the Western currencies are backed by a promise, a promise from a bunch of politicians, well, I think you see where I'm heading with this part of the show, is the United States doesn't have a chance to hold on to their monopoly on how people are trading with American dollars all over the world. And when you look at Russia, if you know any of the history of Russia, it's very turbulent. And one reason that the Russians are so tough and tough-minded is they've had to be to survive. But when the Tsar of Russia, the final Tsar, was deposed and killed and his family was killed by the Bolsheviks, and the communists took over Russia, that signified the end of the power of Russia. The power of Russia was just engulfed in the whole Soviet Union. It was just part of the machine. And then when the Soviet Union was dissolved in the 1990s, and Russia was back on its own, Russia was just a mess. It was a shambles. And a lot of people thought that Russia could never, ever survive, let alone become a power. But what we've seen is that the Russians have watched what's happening in the West. And like I said before, they're trying to be the anti-West as far as they're giving people an alternative. And while the Western countries that are basically, I'm going to call them vassal states or puppet states to the United States, because if the United States tells them to do something, they might complain about it, but they always end up doing it because the United States has the almighty dollar, and that really does pull a lot of weight. But it's starting to only pull weight in the Western countries. And what we're seeing is the Western countries are now starting to just rely on each other. And their sphere of influence is getting smaller every day. Now, I'm not saying that none of these countries, plus the United States, have no influence, because indeed they do. But what we're seeing is the influence of the West is diminishing, and the influence of Russia and China and the rest of the BRICS nations is growing. 
If you've had a chance to watch the President of South Africa, he's a very impressive speaker. He seems to really know his mind, and he's his own man. And he's starting to flex his muscles as a leader. And I know that most of Africa really holds him in high esteem, and they're going to kind of follow his lead. And then we had all the South American countries tell the Western countries, no, they were not going to include pledges to Ukraine or even talk about Ukraine in an upcoming meeting between the European Union and the organization that is its equivalent down in South America. And then when you add in all the culture that is rotting in the Western world, the other countries that are not in the West, they just despise the culture shift that's happening all throughout the Western nations. And so it's not only economic, it's also socially. And also, I think we're going to see a lot of military-type alliances that are going to spring up that are going to be kind of shocking. I think that the countries that rely on the West, such as Japan, will someday end up joining organizations like NATO or join NATO itself. But I really don't think that NATO is going to last for very much longer. That's something that I really am seeing in my research, is that there are more cracks in that organization than you can possibly imagine. And when you have a few nations that start really hurting, as far as not getting any gas or oil or not being able to trade with Russia or any of the BRICS nations, when you see their economies faltering and you see everything about their whole culture just falling apart, just look at France and some of the other countries in Europe, but mainly France with all of the riots that are going on there now. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time before some of these smaller countries start to implode. And I think the United States and the other countries will do their best to prop them up. And while they're propping each other up, while that sounds all well and good, I think that the people that are dismissing the West and going their own way, for the most part, you're going to see them grow and prosper. And just for the mere fact that the BRICS monetary system is based on the gold standard, should send shockwaves through all of the Western countries with their fiat currencies. And so what we're seeing is we're seeing the death of the West. Now, why am I talking about that? Well, if you've ever wondered why we are doing so much to have a proxy war with Russia, and why all of the Western nations are just giving Ukraine just billions and billions of dollars and almost everything they ask for, militarily and monetarily. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that they want to see Russia defeated? It's too late for the Western countries, and I'm talking about the G7 nations and the EU and all of the usual suspects, such as England and France and Belgium and Germany and the whole bunch. They're losing economically to the BRICS nations, and BRICS get stronger every day. And the G7 and the EU and all of these organizations, they get weaker every day. Why do you think that the World Economic Forum and some of these other 
so-called institutions, are doing everything they can to disrupt things. They're trying to prolong the inevitable. And the inevitable is that we're going to see a change of the guard as far as who controls the world monetarily. And all wars are economic wars. And the war we have going on in Ukraine, even though they don't call it a war, it is a war, is no different. It's an economic war. And the reason the United States is doing everything they can to make sure that Russia fails is that if they can defeat Russia on the battlefield and sink Russia's economy, that is going to do a lot to hurt the BRICS nations. But what the United States and the rest of the West failed to understand is that all of the sanctions and all of the things they've done to Russia for the last decade or so has made Russia really look at the West and make them to decide to back away from the West and not depend on the West and make them more sanction-proof. And so what they've done, instead of holding Russia down, is they've forced Russia to be self-dependent. And while no country is truly dependent on only itself, Russia is extremely close to that because of all the resources they have and also the unity of their people. So the Western nations, by them bullying Russia and sanctioning Russia, has forced Russia to become strong. I don't think Russia would be nearly as strong if Russia just would have been accepted into the Western world. Let's not forget that Russia did apply to join NATO, and they were turned down. And all of these mistakes were made over the last several decades have come back to haunt these countries, and that's why they're engaged in a proxy war to try to destroy Russia. And so as people wave their Ukrainian flags and say Russia bad, the only real reason that Russia is being attacked is because Russia is gaining momentum as a superpower. And so what we're seeing worldwide is greed. Just plain and simple greed. And also, you have the Western nations that are just absolutely control freaks. They have to control everything and everybody. And I've noticed over the last several years, especially since illegitimate Joe stole the presidency, that the United States has to approve or disprove everything. A country all the way across the world can do something that the United States doesn't like. So the United States has to comment on it and say, we don't approve of this, as if the United States rules the world. And having the dollar as the go-to currency worldwide, that has really gone to the head of the, all the politicians of the United States. And when you look at our inflation and you look at how our economy is crumbling, and all you have to do is look at the business space, the business office, absolute crisis because of all the empty office spaces all over the United States and the landlords can't pay their mortgage because they can't rent the buildings out. And you look at the prices of everything. I went out to eat the other night and couldn't believe the menu. It was unreal the way prices have went up. And so you have that aspect of this, but you also have the aspect 
that Russians are pretty much united as being Russians. Now, of course, there's lots of different opinions all across Russia on almost every subject, just like everywhere else all over the world. But the Russians do not have an open border, and we do. And so does almost all of Europe. Their borders are wide open. In Russia, the school children are not being taught transgenderism and inclusivity and all of the things that are being taught in the United States and also the entire Western world. And up in Canada, they're trying to require that you basically worship the alphabet people, the LBGB, whatever they are today, group, that they're passing legislation that is going to normalize that and also be very punitive against anyone that stands against it. Russia doesn't have that problem. Russia doesn't have the problem with the attacks on religion that's happening all the way through the Western countries. Russia does have a lot of different ethnic groups that make up Russia. And I'm sure they have their issues and problems, just like everywhere else. But Russia has not let that fester, like they've let it fester almost everywhere else in the world. And so Russia is actually built on a foundation that's a lot more solid than the current model that is the Western world. If the United States would just go back and have things be sane and rational like they were before all this wokeness came in, and if our dollar was back on the gold standard and, and we weren't putting out these horrible movies that were just meant to indoctrinate, if we would actually teach our children in school instead of indoctrinate them and try to socially engineer them, then all of a sudden you wouldn't have a problem with Russia at all because you would outcompete Russia. The United States in its prime could outcompete anyone at any time. The problem is, is we're no longer in our prime. And Russia's not in their prime either. As far as this version of Russia, I know that in days gone by, Russia has had many great things, and they've had a golden age, just like we have. But I'm talking about the version of Russia as it is now. They have not hit their prime yet. But it seems like everything we're doing, all of the sanctions and sending weapons to kill them, like the cluster bombs and things like that, is doing nothing but making Russia stronger. It's tempering Russia. Just like iron is tempered, Russia is getting tempered. And I think patriotism in Russia is a lot stronger than it is in, than in the Western world. And as far as having people of faith, people that believe in a higher power or a creator, there again, Russia is stronger than the Western nations in the percentage of people that profess to have a belief in a higher power. While here in the West, we've seen our churches empty out, and we've seen them go woke and do all sorts of things that are gimmicky to try to get people to attend the church that has nothing to do with preaching the gospel. And so we in the West have lost our way. 
and it seems like the BRICS nations have not lost their way. They know exactly who they are and what they are and where they are in history. I think they get it. I think that's one reason why Russia is so tolerant of all of the things that the West has been doing as far as arming Ukraine and all the sanctions. In my opinion, Russia's been very tolerant, a lot more tolerant than I would have been. But I think they can afford to wait, because I think that that is something that the Western world doesn't like to do. We don't like to wait. We want things done now. And I think that the Eastern philosophy that Russia is gravitating towards is that they're playing the long game, and they're really good at it. And I just read a report that Germany is starting to falter as far as having enough money to pay their dues and also the things they need to pay to be in NATO, that their coffers are emptying out as far as the German government is starting to run out of money. Now, who knows if that's true or not? I have no clue. But if it is true, it's just another way that Russia is just slowly strangling the West by being tolerant. I said a few episodes ago that Russia was giving us enough rope to hang ourselves, and indeed we're hanging ourselves. And Russia knows that. And by the time this show airs, we're going to know a whole lot more about the meeting that's taking place among the NATO members of what they're going to offer Ukraine. But you have to understand the only reason that they're propping Ukraine up and making it so vital that Russia doesn't win is that they have to derail Russia. And if they derail Russia, then it derails BRICS. If it derails BRICS, then the almighty dollar stays king for a longer period of time. It all boils down to that. We have a lot of issues and we have a lot of things to talk about. And I really do believe that the program Truth to Ponder is something worth supporting. And so I would ask that you consider supporting this ministry. So please visit the website, truth2ponder.com. Go to the support tab and follow instructions to how to donate to this ministry. Also, you can send a check or money order. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. You would mail to Truth to Ponder. P.O. Box 510. P.O. Box 510. Chill Howie. C H I L H O W I E. Chill Howie, Virginia. The zip code is 24319. And after this, I'll be back and pick up where I left off. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Spiritual as milk. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. What is spirituality? Well, talk to any number of believers and you'll get any number of different answers. Most of them complicated. Spirituality for most people and most believers, it's a complicated thing. Some say it's the gifts of the spirit or exercising the faith principles or knowing theology or practicing self-denial. But, you know, I'd rather listen to an unborn child. One in particular, a Hebrew baby named Yochanan, we know as John the Baptist. 
It's written that when Yochanan was inside his mother's womb, he heard the voice of Miriam, Mary, the mother of Messiah. He leapt for joy inside the womb. What does he teach us about spirituality? Well, he teaches us this. Spirituality is as simple as leaping for joy. But not just that. Spirituality is as simple as leaping for joy inside your mother's womb. Now, when you're inside your mother's womb, you don't know a lot about theology or you barely know enough to just suck your thumb. But that's the point. Yochanan could barely just suck his thumb and yet he was able to worship. He knew enough to worship and leave for joy in the presence of God. That tells you something. Spirituality is really simple. It's the stuff of little children. It's as basic as milk, even more basic, because unborn children can't even drink milk yet. How do you become spiritual? It's real simple. It's real basic. You come back to your first love. You need him, my friend, more than milk, more than water, more than air. Don't debate it. Don't try to figure it out. Just receive his love and leap for joy. Now that's spirituality. Want more? Ask for the song of Miriam. Now the free gift for you. The mystery hidden for 2,000 years in the sands of Israel, better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's real. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it. And Sapphire is your daily spiritual vitamin supply for victorious life in God. So how do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to minister with me in bringing the good news back to the people who gave it to you. Israel and the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue on five continents. You'll be so blessed. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Yeshua-1. Or write me direct. I'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, whatever you got. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy. It's at Box 1111. Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Lechem Chaim, the bread of life. Welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And I'm talking about a new world order that's being put together right before our eyes. I'm not talking about the new world order. I'm talking about a new world order. Both are totally different. I think that the Western new world order is almost DOA, dead on arrival. And I want to make this comment here before I go any farther, that it seems like that a lot of us and the New Truth Media are coming up to the same conclusions at the same time. I've listened to several other talk show hosts, and they're basically saying the same thing that I'm saying. And I know it'd be real easy for someone to think, well, they're all listening to each other and copying each other, and that's not what's happening. I truly think God puts something in the ether and I think that a lot of us are picking up on what God is putting out there as far as trying to direct our thoughts and to help us through this mess. And so if you hear something similar today than what you heard from someone else or will hear from someone tomorrow, know that all these opinions have all been independently arrived at. You might be wondering, well, how does this affect me if Russia becomes a superpower and the United States kind of fades back into history. 
Well, the answer to that is unending inflation. Having our dollar just absolutely destabilized to the point to where we don't know what our money's even worth. But it's bad enough right now not knowing what your money's worth. But if the dollar should collapse, if the gold standard that the BRICS puts on their money, if that causes all the fiat currencies to go under, including the United States dollar, then we're going to see an awful lot of financial meltdown all over the world. And also, the United States has used sanctions on so many countries that once the dam has a crack in it, so to speak, the floodwaters are just going to rush through. You're going to see a lot of countries that have not liked the dollar for decades, but they were forced to use it. We're going to see all of them abandon the dollar at once. And I do know that's the real reason behind the war in Ukraine. They're trying to hold Ukraine up as a democratic country, which they're not. They're trying to hold them up as something that the world needs. And Zelensky is a wonderful leader, one of the world's best. When in reality, Zelensky's nothing but a puppet. That's all he's ever been, all he ever will be. But I think the United States has went one step too far with way too many countries. And I really do think that we're going to see countries turn on the United States and also the allies of the United States. And once our allies really start feeling the pinch, then all of a sudden the relationships between the United States and all of its European allies are going to be strained horribly. This is why I think NATO is going to cease to exist. And I also think the European Union is going to cease to exist. I think the World Economic Forum is going to crash and go away. Now, I'm not sure when, but I think it's going to happen. You're going to see more so-called elites in the Western world. You're going to see them either fall to irrelevance or they're going to actively court favor with the BRICS nations. Another thing that's real prominent that Russia has the West beat on is all of the child trafficking and the sex slavery. And I'm not saying there's none of that in Russia, because I don't know. But I would be willing to put a guess that Russia has less of a problem than the rest of the world, as far as the Western world. When you have mainstream news anchors and also reporters defending the chant that these alphabet people were chanting during the so-called pride parades that they're coming after our children if you have people that are willing to defend that statement in an age of child abduction and sex slavery and abuse and all sorts of horrible things that have been happening to children these same people will always say oh we're doing this for the children but if you have a group of pedophiles chanting as they march down the street we're coming for your children well they're going to stand up for them and that's anti-human let alone anti-american and it's not anything the united states should embrace but in fact the united states has embraced it and i think that's another reason why god cannot protect the united states 
God cannot condone such activities. He just can't. And if we're going to have naked men who call themselves women marching up and down the road and enchanting that they're going after our children, and you have a government that is going to stand up for that and also give excuses for that and allow it to happen, then your society has turned into a house of cards and it's going to fall down at the first even medium strong wind. Even countries like Kuwait are cracking down on the alphabet people and they're expelling them from their country. You might say, well, they're intolerant. It really doesn't have anything to do with their delusion and their mental illness, but it has everything to do with the consequences of allowing that to fester in your country. These other countries are simply looking at the United States and saying, we don't want to be like that. Now I'm going to tie that into the rest of this program. They're doing that on a lot of issues. And soon, it's going to be economically. They're going to look at the BRICS gold-backed currency and say, that's what we want. They're going to look at the fiat currencies of Great Britain, the United States, the European Union, and they're going to say, we don't want that. Simple as that. And once this happens, once we have a mass exodus, then we're going to see a lot of things happen in this country that are going to be very punitive against us. I just watched a video of a prepper that is telling everyone to quote-unquote go gray, meaning become invisible. Make sure you don't get on any lists, as in someone says you're a white supremacist or you're a saboteur or whatever they're saying, a terrorist. Make sure you don't get on any lists at all. And he mentioned government lists all the way to church lists. And he claimed that there are many lists out there and that your name is on the list on a lot of things, depending on where you go, who you talk to, what you buy. Everything that we should have guaranteed freedom to have the privacy, everything that is in the Constitution is being stripped from us. And this gentleman said, we all need to go gray. Well, to that I have to agree in principle, because I've been gray for a long time, and I think that everyone needs to be mindful of what information gets out there. But the main reason I think that we need to go gray is the fact that as the United States government loses control economically and socially worldwide, which is what we're witnessing, they're going to crack down on what they can control. And they can control you and me and the states that we live in and the communities we live in, the government of the United States, federal government all the way down to your local government. They control this country. And as world domination slips through their fingers, they're going to turn their attention to the United States because they're not going to want anyone to start any kind of a revolution or a movement of some sort that's going to be a problem for them. And so you really need to pay attention to what's happening in Europe and in Ukraine and also in Israel, for that matter. 
And as you see cracks being formed as far as allegiances within NATO and within the European Union, and you start seeing the West start to crumble, know that all of that attention for being power-hungry is going to be turned on you. And I really do think that's going to be the case. I try not to be on any lists, but I know that I have to be on several. But I think that they're gathering information on everybody just so they can do their crackdown when they feel it's quote-unquote necessary. Even though it really won't be necessary, but you're never going to be able to convince the United States government it's not necessary. And the mere fact that our armed forces have been training in urban warfare and they've been focusing on American cities ought to tell you something. And of course, they'll instigate all of this with a lockdown of some sort, whether it be a plague or the climate or whatever they deem is the great threat that we all have to stay in our homes. Only this time they know there's going to be a massive pushback. That's why they're training the army to do a lot of urban warfare. And so they can control the population of the United States. So this war in Ukraine really is going to affect you. It's going to affect your freedom. It's going to affect your rights. It's going to affect your pocketbook. And also it's going to keep you on edge. Have you noticed how many people are on edge all the time? One of the reasons they're on edge is that that's one thing the mainstream media is really trying to do, is keep all of us on edge. Now, why do you think they would do that? Because people who are fearful and tend to panic are very easily controlled. And the first person that says, I'll take care of you, I'll fix it, these people that are fearful will follow someone like that. And, of course, I'm talking about the Antichrist. I think the die has been cast that the governments, at least in the West, are setting us up for someone like the Antichrist to step in. And I will never, ever not believe that this is not a spiritual battle, because it is 100%. A spiritual battle is what we're fighting. And it's very hard, day by day, to just get through the day without hearing something that upsets you just a little bit. And they're dealing with everyone's psyche and their subconscious. And a lot of things that you don't even realize you're worried about. You might have a dream. The worry that you actually feel might come out in dreams and in restless sleep. Make no mistake that the militaries of the world are very good at psychological operations. And they know that sleep deprivation and also hunger and thirst, and feelings of being insecure. There's an awful lot of tools that the militaries of the world use on their own people for crowd control and also to float an idea. It's unreal how many trial balloons get floated over us almost on a daily basis. And of course, a lot of these things they're doing have all been focus grouped, where they get a group of people together, and they unveil what they're planning on doing, and they get the opinion of their focus group as to how well it will work and how well it will be received. 
So everything that they've done to affect your mood, your train of thought, your focus, all of that has been carefully planned out, carefully researched, carefully practiced, and they perfected it. And so as the Western countries start to crumble, you're going to see an awful lot of mind control take place in the Western countries. And that definitely is going to be a problem. Now, it would have been very easy for NATO to accept Russia as a member. But they didn't. It would have been very easy for the United States to welcome BRICS with open arms and try to work out deals to where the United States could be a part of it. But, of course, that's out of the question because they're a competitor. But do they have to be a competitor? Well, they do now because the door is shut and locked. We're never going to get into BRICS. We're never going to be welcomed into BRICS at all. I don't think any of the Western countries are going to have any luck at all getting in. I heard through the grapevine that France was kind of half-heartedly floating a trial balloon to BRICS as to whether they would welcome France. And from what I gather, the answer was no. So there's going to be a lot of people on the outside looking in. And that's not a good place to be. And that's not what any of these Western countries are used to being in that position. They're used to being the top dog. And that's one reason why this war in Ukraine is going to escalate and get very, very ugly. It has nothing to do with the sovereignty of Ukraine. I think it's ironic that the news media keeps saying we have to Defend the sovereignty of Ukraine. They're a sovereign nation. They shouldn't be invaded. These same people were all for the invasion of Afghanistan and Iraq, and they're all for having troops in Germany and Japan and all over the world. And so there's a lot of doublespeak happening right now. And so before I close, I just think that we need to keep our eyes open. The reason I told you all of this is that I really do care about your safety and your family's safety. And when I see wolves out there walking around and they're drooling, well, I'm going to tell you there's wolves out there walking around and they're hungry. Watch yourself. And that's what I'm doing this episode. There's an awful lot happening behind the scenes that we're never, ever going to know anything about, except we're going to suffer the consequences. And as NATO has their little meeting, who knows what kind of shenanigans they're going to do for the cameras, and worse yet, what they're going to do behind closed doors. And they're going to spring it on us later on. I know the illegitimate Biden administration is doing everything they can to sell our sovereignty to the World Economic Forum and the WHO and, and the United Nations and other organizations that are similar to that. We just have to really keep our eyes open. And we can't forget about the digital currency they're trying to unleash on us and get rid of all the cash. There are so many fronts that this battle is being fought on, and I'm talking about the battle for control of our hearts, our minds, and also our physical control. There are so many battles taking place in so many fronts that the picture gets way too big for the average person to see it all. 
And then if you do start seeing a whole bunch of it, if not seeing all of it, well, all of a sudden you feel hopeless and depressed. And the Bible does predict everything that's happening today. And also it predicts everything that's going to happen in the future. And Satan is going to get locked away. God Almighty wins. And the children of God win. And we should never lose sight of that. As we go through our daily walk, we need to stay vigilant. We need to take those tendencies to look the other way or bury our heads in the sand. We need to reject those tendencies. I know the world is a train wreck, and it seems like people like to look at train wrecks, even if they don't like what they really see, they can't help but look. Well, I think this is a train wreck that's happening worldwide, and you better be looking at it. You better be studying what you see. And if you can stay one step ahead and kind of have everything in your mind set of what you think is going to happen next, then you're mentally preparing yourself to where you won't be shocked, you won't be panicked. You'll be preparing yourself to be able to step up and protect your family and protect your wealth and protect your community. You're going to understand that you're going to be the one with a clear mind because you've thought it through. And the more we think about what's wrong in this world today, the more we're going to come up with solutions. But it's burying it in the sand or trying to wish it away. That's been our real problem. We have to take the bull by the horns, and we have to look at these problems and acknowledge they're real and acknowledge that they are dangerous to you and your family. And you have to come up with ways to resist or come against all of these things that are detrimental to you. I really don't know how much time we have, but it seems like every week things get worse. And every week I think that they can't get any worse, but they do. And also there's a very real possibility that this whole thing is meant just to kill people and that Putin and the rest of the Russian politicians are in on it. There's a lot of people that think so. I'm not one of them yet, but I am not going to discount that possibility. Because they're killing a lot of people, and these so-called elites, they want all of the resources for themselves. And of course, you taking a breath, you're destroying the planet. But they don't do anything to destroy the planet in their private jets and all of their lavish traveling and their lavish lifestyle, because they're the elites, and they're special, and you're not. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people who are very deviant and also very delusional, and they're very evil. And I don't think they'll stop at anything to control us, and to take our money away, to try to corrupt our children, to ruin our families, to ruin our whole life. I really think that's what they're after. And I know lots of people get called conspiracy theorists and nutcases and everything else when they start talking like I'm talking in this show. But it's time we started laying things out to our closest friends and family who may listen. Now there's lots of people that will never listen, and you just have to let them go. But you have a good inkling, I'm sure, of who may listen in your family or circle of friends. 
And we need to start letting people know that things are getting out of hand worldwide just due to greed and to the fact that the United States is no longer in its prime. And we have a brand new group, the BRICS group, that is growing and flourishing. And if the world lasts long enough, there will come a time when BRICS will dissolve and it'll be an old, decrepit organization itself. But it seems like the United States is fast-tracking its way into history. And as that happens, it's going to be very painful. It's going to be painful to experience and watch. It's going to be painful to live through. It also could be dangerous and very expensive. And so every day, do your best to keep your eyes wide open. Because if you keep your eyes wide open, then you're more apt to survive any kind of catastrophe that may come your way. I know that when I was involved in that horrible wreck I was in, I never saw the truck. He clipped my rear bumper and forced me to do a pit maneuver. And had I seen the danger, I could have done something. But I never saw the danger. And so, therefore, it literally blindsided me. And so I'm real sensitive about things like that. I don't want to see anybody hurt when all you'd have to do is just keep vigilant and and study your surroundings and also the people that you're around and just everything. You're going to have to really keep on your toes because we're entering into a time period that's that's more than bizarre. It's just very, very weird. And people are reacting strange. And it seems like people are going out of their way to be hurtful or dishonest. And if not that, people are at least going out of their way and try to derail you, whether it's your Christianity or your prepping or whatever the case may be. There's an awful lot of negative naysayers out there that have no problem giving you their negative opinion. And while I'm recommending that you keep your eyes wide open, I'm also recommending that you keep your spirits up. That's why I opened the show with talking about the beautiful storm I saw. Even though storms are very destructive, they also have their own raw beauty. And we need to take time to enjoy life and to stay positive and to look at the bright side of things that don't seem to have any bright side at all. But God has a plan, and we're part of that plan. Now, sometimes we question that plan because it makes no sense to us, because we're not God, and we don't know the big picture. No matter how much we think we do, we just simply don't, and God does. And so stay as cheerful and positive as you possibly can. Try to spread some good news. And in that way, if anyone asks you, how can you be cheerful? You can tell them, because I have a Lord and Savior that died for me. There's all sorts of ways you could minister to people and to give people hope. Because Satan wants a hopeless world. And that's what his world is, is simply hopeless. And the world that is to come, God's kingdom, is full of hope. It's full of hope. It's full of love. It's full of righteousness. And it's something that we all should strive to be a part of. As the Lord's Prayer says, we pray for things to be on earth as they are in heaven. 
Sometimes the best way to minister to people is by example. And I know these times are rough, but with God's help, we'll make it through. Well, I hope the right ears heard this show today. I really appreciate my time at Truth to Ponder, and I thank Bob Behrman for allowing me to speak to his great audience. And I really do think that the audience of Truth to Ponder is a cut above. And I'm pretty fond of my audience on my show as well. But I appreciate each and every one of you. And as I mentioned during the first of the show, if you have a question or comment and you want to get a hold of me, the best way to do that is to email bob at truthtoponder.com. Bob at truthtoponder.com. And then you can write in your email that it's a question for me or a comment for me, and he'll make sure I get it. He's very good about that. And I have to tell you this about communication between me and Bob. I picked up my phone this last Friday, and I opened it up, and it said I had a text. And it was from Bob Bierman. Bob Bierman wanted to know if I was awake at that late hour and could take a phone call. And I looked at the time, and it said it was sent three minutes before I opened my phone. And so I replied, yes, I am. And then the next day, Bob sent me a text and said, that text is three days old. So my phone somehow had not picked that up until Friday. And so what I thought was three minutes was actually three days. I don't know if anyone else has experiences like that, but I thought that was very bizarre. So again, if you're going to contact me for anything Truth to Ponder related, it's best to go through Bob Behrman. I would appreciate that. And also, I would very much appreciate it if you would consider donating to this ministry. I think this ministry does an awful lot of good. And Truth to Ponder is only available because of your generous donations. So I would ask that you visit our website, truthtoponder.com. Go to the support tab and follow instructions to how to donate to this ministry. Also, you can send a check or money order. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. You would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chill Howie, Virginia. The zip code is 24. Three, one, nine. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. I do appreciate it. And until next time, everyone, stay vigilant. Really keep your eyes wide open. Stay positive. Stay brave. But most important of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.